got to know what's going to pull yourself back up by three o'clock and go home and kiss your wife and kiss your kids and be at peace. And I want a good show, damn it. Great, good show. Doing awesome, yeah. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you, Angie. Thank you for Yes. Welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I'm your host, Andrew Maff, as usual. And today I'm joined by the amazing Stéphane Jean-Baptiste, who is one of the co-founders of Crayola Essence. Stéphane, how you doing, man? You ready for this good show? We're great. We're great. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Um, really love what you're, the knowledge that you're giving to the rest of the world of this e-com business, the startup life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when you reach out, I'm like, do it. <laughs> I love it, man. I appreciate that. Uh, so I know you're a listener, which is fantastic. I would love to do the usual, which I know, you know, do the no, normal boring thing, kick it off, let everyone know they don't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about curl essence and we'll, and we'll kick it off from there. Okay. Absolutely. So Stefan Jean Baptiste, uh, as stated, so who am I? I'm a, this little Haitian boy who dreams and, and, and <laughs> who sees life in movies, right? Uh, <laughs> so I actually was born in Haiti. I grew up in the Northeast, so Boston, Massachusetts. Shout out to 617 peeps. Um, and did undergrad at Temple University in, in Pennsylvania, Philly. Uh, and that was a really great experience for me. It just really gave me an opportunity to, to get out in the world. I mean, Philly's one of the best locations. You got the DMV down there. Preach. You got New York right there. <laughs> exactly. So um, I loved it. And that's where I met um, um, Yves Carman Perus, my co-founder and my life partner as well. Um, you know, the business idea came from us really working. We worked a lot within the Haitian community, respectively, before we got together. And, you know, she was going to an event, wanted to look her best, looking for her husband, you know, some some schmuck over at, uh, you know, the Cornell or no, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Wharton School <laughs> at Penn. And, nice. you know, we connected there. But the next day she washed her hair, it all fell out. And that's because she experienced excessive heat damage. And because we're both Haitian American, you know, she called her mom. She was like, look, what was that oil that really helped grow my hair when I was a kid? And she mentioned the Haitian black castor oil, which I got a nice little bottle over here for you. (laughs) Um, Haitian black castor oil is something within the Haitian community we use for medicinal purposes, for therapeutic purposes, aromatherapy, and primarily hair growth. It's one of the few oils that actually penetrates deeply into the skin diminishes uh, uh, inflammation that you might be suffering it and promote the hair follicles to grow. And so once we dug the science and then coupled it with just the social impact work that we can do in Haiti, it was a no brainer to start a business. And so this is where we are. We're nine years in. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. Still going. <laughs> still going. Still going. But uh, it's been it's been a journey. It's definitely been a journey, a beautiful journey. It's exposed us to so many different things, meeting some so dope people, both within beauty, both within um, e-commerce. And yeah, and also like the gratifying thing is, is creating work. 
uh, creating work here in Miami where we're located and creating work in Haiti for local farmers and women producers. Beautiful. Tell me a little bit about the social justice side of it, the stuff that you're doing that's kind of going back to Haiti. Like what's, yeah, what's yeah. that tie? Absolutely. So very early on when we realized what this business idea and what we had on our hands, you know, traditionally this is a product in Haiti that's done by women. Um, you know, so it's, it's sourced, the seeds are sourced from local farmers passed over to the to the women in various communities. They crush it. They make the oil. And so we saw it as an opportunity to create work for women, uh, specifically in the Haitian sector. Um, in the past, we've actually worked with an organization called Fun Cose, where they recruit and they hire women from, um, I would probably say the unbanked is, is the term that they use, in which that we create an opportunity for them to go through a life development, a life workshop, uh, courses. And then at the end, they work with us to plant the castor p- pods, uh, cultivate the seeds so that we can use it as a raw material in our um, formulations. And, um, you know, we also looked at the GDP exporting out of Haiti. Um, you know, so much comes into the country, but we're not exporting a lot. And as anybody know, within yeah. just basic finance, GDP is how you grow a country, how you grow an economy. And so we wanted to create an opportunity of sourcing the castor oil, sourcing our raw ingredients from Haiti so that we can really improve, do our, our small share of improving the GDP down there. Nice. So I imagine starting off a business like this where you're you're not really creating a new cat. Well, you are creating a new category, but you're creating a new category here in the States where it just wasn't known. So how right. did you build that brand? How did you get that word out? How did you kind of get that motion and get things going? Hitting the pavement, bro. <laughs> um, <you> know, <laughs> we started off, um, you know, we were blessed to participate in an incubator at Cornell, um, you know, around the time in 2014 when we were first launching the business. And the, one of the main things that stuck with us was MVP, minimum viable product. Um, you know, once we understood that concept, we had one small bottle that, and I actually have a, a graphic design marketing background. And so I was able to whip together the logo, mm-hmm. our initial label. Uh, source some bottles. With that, we traveled from every conference that we can get our hands on, uh, whether it was a beauty conference, whether it was a conference related to Haiti, um, conference related to social impact and, and um, a, a patient capital and financing. We wanted to get the word out. And the MVP was more so, do we have a viable business here? Is this something that you will buy from me? At what price point? Um, we would do customer discovery exercises of going to the retailers and say, hey, do you actually have a white space for this? Is this something that you can actually use? Are your customers suffering from hair loss and, and, and need products for scalp care and wellness? So we, we just did the initial work and it just hit the pavement, um, you know, going from show to show, conference to conference, event to event. We did a lot of pitch competitions in the early years um, where we and that's how we funded a lot of the business of just a thousand dollar here, two thousand dollar there um, to then put into product <laughs> development. Um, from there, this is way before, you know, digital ads and digital marketing was blowing up and, and ads were being done on Facebook. So a lot of it were, you know, um, we, we shied away from the traditional PR because we just couldn't afford it. Um, but yeah. we would essentially just tap into friends and family, those that we knew from undergrad that would essentially give us a platform to really talk about the business. And where is the product primarily available now? Is it just yeah. on the website or are you available anywhere else? Yeah, no, for sure. So we're, we are digitally native, right? So at our core, we're an e-commerce brand. Um, but 
in 2019, we actually signed with Alta Beauty. Uh, actually, let me go before that. Um, Whole Foods was our first retailer. Um, and, you know, for us, it was, again, to your point, as far as distribution and getting more um, of our early adopters to understand who we were and, and what we had to offer. Whole Foods for us, and especially within the immigrant community, anywhere that you go to, Haitian or not, like, it was sort of like, the cream of the crop, right? You get to Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we also wanted a retailer partner where our customers and our tribe um, can go in there and get that white glove treatment that we felt they were not getting in traditional beauty supply stores or other points of distribution. And so being able to go into the aisle, have a buyer there, have someone that has really talked to you and educate you about the product was something that was um, near and dear to our heart when we started. And then in 2019, we realized that we also did want to identify and have a beauty retailer uh, in which our entire assortment would be available. And so Alta came to that to our rescue. Uh, it's been a wonderful relationship thus far. We're nationwide, so you can find us at all 12, 1,300 doors that they have available. Um, wow. And find our full assortment of our castor oil, our, our scalp care products, in addition to our Moringa styling products. The question that I have to ask, and I hate asking it, but have you thought about venturing into Amazon or have you already done it? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm going to tell you about the Amazon story, right? So Please do. (laughs) (laughs) We started off Amazon as soon as we launched, right? Amazon was popping. I'm an Amazon shopper. I'm an e-commerce dude. Like, I don't need, I rarely go to stores. Like, I'm on Instacart all day. Like, so, you know, Amazon was a no brainer for us. But managing, um, that omni-channel approach very early on. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Um, you know, we even got dinged by Amazon because we were taking too long to, to get shipments out. And so we <laughs> we realized we it had happens. to <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was fun. But you know, we we saw the immediate purchases um and, and attraction. You know, I was literally on all the time looking at reviews, adjusting things. It just became too much at the time. Um, and especially managing our website. And the Amazon distribution. And we always knew that we did want to go uh, on the omni-channel approach and getting a retailer. So for me, as the sole COO at the time, handling operations, it was just way too much for us to really follow Amazon's rules and be successful. Right. Um, you know, I think the main thing with Amazon is it's really you have to know your margins. You have to know essentially the yeah. best ways to to bundle your products so that you don't lose your shirt with ads. You don't lose your shirt with regards to stocking fees. So those were the things that now, years later, we're now going back into managing our full Amazon channel. Um, we work yeah. with third-party sellers over the years, and and they've done a really great job, you know, keeping the store afloat, building it out for us. Um, but now, you know, we want to be able to offer some exclusive products that they might not have available that they're selling, or you might not be able to find on our website. And we found that that was a good strategy for us to get back into it. Yeah, I've always found that, especially now as time has gone on, because FBA fees are getting insane. Cost per clicks are just going up as there's more and more competition. I think Amazon's an awesome like acquisition channel to start right. introducing people to the brand that maybe didn't know about it. But relying solely on Amazon, it's tough. I don't know how people are still doing I don't it. Know. It's just, <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah but teach their own. Yeah, you know, you jump on YouTube. Oh my God, here's what I'm doing on Dropship on Amazon. But, but then you yeah. have to sell the product at a crazy price point, and and 
that that can't be sustainable, mm-hmm. you know, from the consumer perspective. If, you, if you're in for the quick buck, cool. But if you're building a brand and you really want to be sustainable and you really want your customers and your tribe to 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 really again be part of your tribe, it's it's a difficult model to to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, so obviously, I got to bring it up at least one point. You're on Shark Tank. How'd that how'd that go? What's that whole thing? We don't have to harp on it because I know everyone probably talks to you about it. And it's oh, one of those good. things. Where every time I have someone who's on the Every time I got someone who's on the show, it's on Shark Tank. It's like, look, let's just make it quick because someone's going to ask me, why didn't you talk about it? And then we're just going to drop the whole thing. <laughs> all good. All good. We Look, I, I have nothing but great things about that experience. Um, you know, so five years into the business, we're, 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 and this is right before we, we officially signed with, with Alta and was getting ready to launch into that. So we were having the conversation with, you know, our, our dream retailer at the time. Um, yeah. And, but- you know, it was like you hit the five-year mark and everybody tells you, it's like, all right, hey, if you survive five years, you're doing something right. Um, but in this journey, as you know, we rarely celebrate our wins, right? You know, because you're just, mm-hmm. you're it. this happened, that happened. And, you know, you're looking for new retailers, you're looking for growth. So we just never really sat and celebrated our win. And so yeah. when the opportunity opened up, there was going to be a um, a audition here in florida um eve car reached out i was like oh why don't we apply for shark tank and we're fans we're big fans of the show uh that's where we learned about valuation and like literally everything we know about <laughs> was coming out of watching shark tank religiously like that that was date yeah. night <laughs> um and so and everyone you say oh go to shark Tank, go to shark Tank." we're like oh we haven't done anything yet we're not successful you know but we decided to bet on ourselves um and so we applied um, Eve Carr had missed the audition here in Florida. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. It's not meant to be. A buddy of ours actually, oh, um, he's the owner of the Gentleman Factory up in New York, in Brooklyn. So it's a co-working space uh, that he started. And that was one of the locations for the New York audition. Um, Eve Carr was like, oh, should I go? I was like, go. We know, Jeff. You know, it's like going home. You're a Brooklyn girl. Like, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. It's going to happen in Brooklyn. <laughs> so that was yeah. my story on it. She goes up there. She crushes it. We get a call maybe about a week later saying, hey, we want you to do an audition, another audition tape of everyone that's going to be involved in the show. Um, We do three takes. The first take was just me. We wrote a script. I'm messing up the entire time. I'm like, Crayola lessons. We do another take. Just up to the nine. Perfect take. And we say, you know what? Here's two tapes. Two takes of the audition. You select whichever one that you want. They select the one where I'm like butchering my line and I'm looking like I'm bumbling. <laughs> <in here. laughs> of course. <laughs> and then so we're like, send. We don't. We, we completely forget about it. We're at a trade show in California and I get a call and it was like, okay, we need the other founder on the line. I'm like, yo, she's on a trade show. I can't interrupt. We're trying to make money here. Like I, I completely forgot about you. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the time we're done, we call them again. They're like, hey, we want you to move forward. We're like, oh, okay, dope. Lo and behold, long story short, they tell you it's a year-long process and it's a second job. No lie. Every night, every week, Jeez. you get on a call. You're planning with the producers. You're crafting essentially the pitch. You really work. And it's like people think it's just TV. It's the same thing that you would do for an investor going through like a due diligence yeah. process. You go through the whole entire process with them. 
Um, and mind you, they don't tell you that you're going on, right? So you can, you're doing all this and you're putting this money out. You're putting this time out while working on your nine to five and your business, um, going through the whole journey. We get out to LA. It was an hour and a half long conversation, you know? So what you saw was a 15 minute clip, but I have nothing but great things to say because they really captured the essence of the conversation of the story of who we are. As you can see, what you saw on TV is who I am here today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they really captured that. In You're there. authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it authentic, man. Like it, it, we deal with so much throughout the day. Like I think the self work that as entrepreneurs that we don't get a chance to do in the beginning. Once you realize that and like what wellness actually means for you, like that's one of the main things that I harp on to anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur these days. It's like understanding self, getting to know self, being happy with self, loving self so that you can wake up every day to do the stuff that we do. This is not normal. <laughs> no. What we do no, is, is not, not normal. You know, you could be on top of the moon, like on top of the world at 9 a.m. By noon, you're in the bottom of the pits. <laughs> so you got to know what's going to pull you. Are your preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> You got to know what's going to pull yourself back up by three o'clock and go home and kiss your wife and kiss your kids and, 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 and be at peace, you know, with the yeah. day that you had. So yeah, work in progress, my brother, work in progress. Did, uh, did the show bring you guys enough business? Did it work out once it aired and all that fun stuff? You know, funny, interesting story. So again, not celebrating our wins. We didn't even want to have like a, 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 a um, like a showing, you know, we were just going to pull up, put the TV on, watch it at home and say, okay, Hey, we were on Shark Tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a friend of ours was like, no, 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 you should celebrate this. You should have, um, um, you know, like a screening party. So we flew our parents down, friends and family, those who were just really part of our journey in the, in the last five years at the time that we did this. And so, you know, being type A personalities, like we hear the stories that as soon as it airs, you know, you're just going to hear the Shopify none of that happened none of that happened right so we're like oh my god we're like the worst shark tank business in history (laughs) the next day boom like within a couple hours like orders were just flying in um and then we ended up getting like two re-airings in that year so it aired in january of 2020 (laughs) airs january 2020 (laughs) Luckily, we were we had inventory that we had produced for Alta. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we didn't know yeah, we were yeah. gonna end Shark Tank. They say, hey, you got two weeks, get your inventory game together. Like, <laughs> do what you gotta do. So we ended up borrowing from the Alta inventory to enable to actually take care of Shark Tank. But because stores were not open at the time, by the time we were supposed to launch April in 2020 in Alta, that gave us enough time to essentially go back into production and get the inventory that we needed. Um, for it. And then March hits again. We're like, whoa, <laughs> what do we do now? Um, but again, we were able to essentially plan, put some money into the inventory um, allocation so that we can sleep and, and get yeah. all to what they needed and get our dot-com customers what they needed after the Shark Tank airing. Beautiful. So, yeah. so what's what's next from here? Like, What are you guys doing to keep this thing growing? What's your focus right now? Yeah. So you know, I think right now, we, we've experienced some really great growth, especially 2021. Um, 2022 was, was, was a bit dicey, but, you know, we realized that we, we purposefully slowed down to put some infrastructure in. Um, so mm. one of the major things that I'm doing right now is a new ERP system. 
Woo! <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. Have fun with that. <laughs> no. Nope. That's a whole nother conversation. I did that once. Never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we realized that, you know, coming up and building the business, like a lot of things were fragmented. And so, you know, with the growth, it gave us the visibility of what we needed and the partners that we needed to bring in to essentially streamline. Um, so we're hiring. Hey, everyone. Um, you know, looking for um, to, to beef up our marketing team, our operations team. Um, so that's something that we're looking for, like really key individuals who've seen this before that can essentially jump in, roll their sleeves up, you know, pull in our creativity, pull in some of our passion. But I don't like the tactical things. We're really for, for strong players um, to, to take ownership in that department. Um, we are working on some new products, um, you know, doubling down Beautiful. on the scalp care um, that everyone's excited about now that uh, let's just say five years ago, we were on the scalp care tip. All right. So <laughs> I got to put that up. <laughs> you know, the nature of castor oil is all about taking care of your scalp. You know, the skinification of hair uh, and, and the entire beauty sector is something that we're excited about and, and formulating around that as well. Um, and then, yeah, and I think also even right now with what's going on in Haiti, um, we're, we're working with local artisans. Um, you know, within the next few weeks, we're going to be launching the Creole Essence Mache, which is marketplace in Creole. Um, and so what the Mache will essentially bring in is like taking that social impact piece to the next level, um, leveraging our D2C platform, our Amazon. And, and you know, what, we, what we've been blessed to receive in the last couple of years and sharing that with other entrepreneurs um, in Haiti and and giving them that platform to essentially sell through our, our Creole Essence Mache. Yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. More oh, great years, right? Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, one every day. Uh, Stefan, yeah. really appreciate you having the show. Awesome. Had a great time. I'd love to give you an opportunity here to let everyone know where they can find out more about you and, of course, more about Creole Essence. CreoleEssence.com, uh, first and foremost. Uh, Alta Beauty, Nationwide, Whole Foods, uh, some select of foods will have the entire assortment. Um, also, Goop. Yeah, we're on the Gwyneth Paltrow Group website. You can find our products yeah. there. <laughs> uh, Thanks, and Gwen. Gwen. Yeah, <laughs> so we work with um, some of the salons um, at JCPenney. Um, so you can pull your products, say, hey, I want to use the Scop Care Shampoo, schedule an appointment with the, with the salon artist there, and, you know, luxuriate in Haitian beauty that you're dropping on a weekly basis. If I decide to bring a hype man on this show, would you be willing (laughs) to do that for every episode? Just every time someone says something like, yeah, Amazon sucks. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's like, you know, back in the day, listening to the radio station, they would have like the intro of just like, you know, the art. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the quick little clips. Yes. Oh, man. Thank you so much, everyone who tuned in. Thank you as well, per usual. Whatever, man. We'll see you all next time. Have a good Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.